0: Hi, everybody. Uh, Welcome to Detox Podcast. I'm Denise Walker, your host, and this here is episode seven, and it's called Hug Me/Slash Bedroom Door. And uh, turns out I did manage to miss a poem, even though I thought I was reading them in order, even though I said I was reading them in order. Uh, Apparently, my Google Doc version of Pick Your Poison is different than the printed version classic, but that's life, right? Things work out the way that they're supposed to, just like how these poems are both about the same thing, so it makes perfect sense to read them together. At first, what may look like a screw-up is actually an alignment. I hadn't planned it, but they are a perfect match. They're both short too, so Hug Me is at three lines and Bedroom Door is six lines, so why not? Let's do them together. Sorry, I'm a little sick. Sorry if you can hear it in my voice. Uh, yeah, so here is Hug Me. Is it possible to be squeezed too tightly? Go on. Embrace me until my cells burst. Hmm, That's it. And then the next one is Bedroom Door. You're always leaving, and that's fine. But every time I stay, the floor falls from beneath my feet. It has nothing to do with you, but maybe it could. Yeah, that's them. Short, uh, but to the point, I guess. Uh, So, they're both about external love. In Hug Me, I am asking for it directly, while in Bedroom Door, I am addressing the emptiness I feel and the confusion as to why I feel it. Alcohol had ripped a void in me, an evil abyss that begged to be filled. The more I drank, the wider it opened, and the more it opened, the more booze I poured into it. I couldn't fill a hole with alcohol. I knew I needed something else, and that thing was love. The thing I didn't know that the only love that could truly fill it was self-love. For a long time, I thought that external love was the answer to my loneliness. I thought that the answers lived within the heart of another. I craved intimacy. I wanted someone to see me, really see me. I wanted someone to see the beauty that was locked inside of me, forge a key and unlock me. And mind you, I have a wonderful, loving boyfriend who witnessed this entire journey and stood by me as I flipped my whole life upside down. He is such a vital part of my recovery, but never in the way my addicted brain thought he should have been. I expected drama. I wanted him to get emotional when he saw what I was doing to myself. I wanted a knight in shining armor. I wanted him to rescue me. Uh, Sound familiar? (laughs) I wanted him to reach into the depths of me and save me from myself. For several months leading up to finally getting sober, I'd talk to him and tell him how I wanted to quit. Then I would tell him what I thought I needed from him to get me sober, how I needed him to act when I wanted to drink, how I wanted him to react when I did drink, where I needed him, when I needed him, all about him. But he never did any of those things, and that made me upset. He mustn't care about my recovery. He mustn't want me to get sober as much as I do. He never said a word, never asked me to act differently, never asked me to react differently. I was the one with the problem, but he never put his own happiness on me. He didn't make me responsible for him, even though I was trying to make him feel responsible for me. I was waiting for him to break, honestly, for my drinking to get bad enough for him to say something. For so long, I was truly waiting for an ultimatum from him, for him to say, choose alcohol or me. Because then I would choose him. And until he made me choose, I could have both. I had been given an ultimatum before, actually, for my first serious boyfriend, cutting, or him. And of course I chose him. He was my first love. I was 15 and so smitten. And his ultimatum worked. I stopped self-harming for a good while. So I could- I I thought it would work on drinking. Of course it would work. But that ultimatum never came. My own desire for a fuller life was what helped me seek sobriety but I was still waiting for him to carry me over the threshold. One night, I was the one to break, and I exclaimed how badly I needed him to help me. His reply was, I'll support you all I want, but you have to start making changes on your own. Ugh. Not the ultimatum I was wishing for. That statement made me so mad. Remember how an angry addict is one that's heard the truth? Well, that's what I heard. I had been holding none of the responsibility for my own recovery. I have been making excuses and projecting my own inaction onto my poor boyfriend. That night, I started Googling how to get sober. We used to live in a tiny one-bedroom apartment. I swear it was only like 500 square feet. The living room and bedroom were right beside each other, divided only by a wall. And they, you know, as they tend to be, but uh, the smallness made it feel that much closer. I wrote bedroom door on a kind of night that I experienced many times. He would watch Netflix on his laptop, and I would catch uh, up on my PVR cable TV in the living room. He would be in bed, and I would be on the couch, separated only by a door. TV and alcohol used to be my nightly ritual, so in the act of TV watching alone, there was a deep craving that I was experiencing. My mind raced for hours. I'd stare at the bedroom door he was behind and silently wish and beg again and again for him to fix how I was feeling. Him leaving the living room and entering the bedroom felt like him leaving me. We were so close, but I felt so much space between us, and it felt like the ground was disappearing beneath me. Those thoughts of him rescuing me would flood my logic and would feel as if I couldn't possibly survive unless he grabbed my hand and led me forward. But he never did. And it was the best thing he ever did. Or didn't do. His non-emotional, non-drama involvement in my recovery was the greatest gift. I did it all on my own, and it is why my resolve is so strong now. I craved alone. I cried alone. I night-sweated and panicked and couldn't sleep alone. I felt the grief alone. I had to live in my head alone and teach it alone, and I did it. I did it all, and I succeeded, and he never told me what I should do or how to do it. He let me fall so I could pick myself back up without anyone else's help. I did it all, and now I know I can survive anything. He saw that beauty locked inside of me, but he didn't hand me a key. He waited in loving silence for me to find it myself, and I did because that key was inside of me the whole time. The love I needed was self-love. I wanted intimacy to be known so deeply, and there is no relationship more intimate than the one I share with myself. This self-cultivated resilience has strengthened our relationship. Our emotions and our happiness is our own, and we know that each other is not responsible for our emotional well-being, which of course was a difficult lesson to learn, but it has empowered us to love each other unconditionally. I seriously can't get enough hugs, so I'm not going to stop giving and receiving those hug me is it possible to be squeezed too tightly go on embrace me until my cells burst and bedroom door you're always leaving and that's fine but every time i stay the floor falls from beneath my feet it has nothing to do with you but maybe it could